Welcome to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast will introduce you to the people who are on the cutting edge of Jewish innovation. You will be hearing from founders and directors of contemporary organizations creating new paths to participate in Jewish life. In this podcast, you will learn about best practices, tips for engagement, and how to create meaningful connections. This is a place that will bridge you to the tools and resources used by the Jewish leaders, visionaries, and innovators that are creating a new sustainable Judaism. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gossage, and I welcome you to come bridge the gap with me. Welcome back to the Bridging Connections podcast. I'm so excited to be here, sitting here chatting with Alexandra Tarot. She is the Managing Director of Gather DC, and I can't wait to share the mission of Gather DC and the work that Alexandra is doing there in Washington, DC. So Alexandra, thanks for being with me. Hi, Elizabeth. It's really, really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm always curious to know how people end up working for Jewish organizations and what motivates them. So tell me a little bit about your journey into that. Yeah, well, I grew up in an interfaith household in New Orleans, and I grew up very curious about faith and religion and culture. And I would go around, actually, I haven't shared this in a really long time. I would go around telling people that I was a Cajun Catholic Russian Jew. That is how (laughs) Yeah, a lot of words for a little kid to say. Um, But that's really how I understood myself and my family. Also, I didn't grow up knowing a lot of Jewish people. I went to public school where there was really just a handful of Jewish students. But I think starting about in high school, I started to have a lot of Jewish inflection points in my life. So I was in high school when Hurricane Katrina hit. And I lived with some family in Atlanta for a year. And that was really the first time that I was immersed in a Jewish environment. And it felt very different to me. And a few years later, I went to college in New York. I lived a lot closer to my mother's family when I was there. So I experienced Jewish holidays more fully. And I also was really lucky to have an incredible Jewish educator in college. Actually, two educators, one in sort of the early college stage and one in the last two years. And they both really sort of planted that seed, Elizabeth, of like, what does your Judaism look like? Like, what is special to you? And that was such a unique concept to me coming from a space where I I was also trying to like learn and I felt like I had a lot of catch up to do. So I think I got both of those seeds at the same time, which was really important for me. And then in my senior year, I had an experience with Pardes, which was truly transformative. Just so for people that are listening that might not know what Pardes is, will you just give a little brief explanation? Just sure. Pardes, I guess in my vision, like a learning institute that supports Jewish growth and learning. And they do it, I think, in really unique and transformative ways. So for example, I experienced Pardes through a silent Jewish meditation retreat but I know many others do learning with them in Israel or at retreats around the United States. And then I went into my like classic post-college years and I really struggled to find what I was looking for Jewishly. And I know that is not just me. I know many people in those post-college years just sort of like fall into a, you know, a crack, so to say. And so when I moved from New York to DC in 2016, I was moving for graduate school and Jewish life and Judaism like really wasn't on my mind at all, Elizabeth. It was through a chance encounter with a friend of a friend that started my DC Jewish journey. From there, I went on birthright, 
like right in the nick of time, honestly, age-wise. I met some incredible Jewish people in DC. I was welcomed to, you know, Shabbat tables where I didn't know anyone. And I joined a Rosh Chodesh circle, which was very new to me. And through all of that, I got connected to Gather DC. And I became really involved through their learning experiences. And that really like really like helped me discover what was meaningful to me about Judaism and what my Judaism looked like. And they were quite transformative years for me. So professionally, before Gather DC, I didn't work in the Jewish world. I've worked in a number of different industries, but when I was ready for a professional change, I knew I wanted to be at an organization, Elizabeth, that I had a really deep passion and commitment for, and one that I knew was changing people's lives. And Gather DC changed my life. And really the stars aligned for me to do this work at Gather. And that is how I landed here. I love that. And what really stood out to me your last moment was that Gather DC really changed your life. So I want you to hold on to that because I'm going to go back and ask you to talk more about that. But so much I heard you saying during this whole journey sounds to me very typical for many people. Yeah. Not the only one. And It's sort of why I'm doing this podcast and why I've started Bridges 613 to help people find those ways and help people. I like how you framed your professor, your teacher framed. What did your Jewish life look like? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, what is special for Judaism? Because that's the bottom line is that you get passionate about something because it resonates for you personally. And what resonates for you, Alexandra, may be completely different from me or anyone else. That's the beauty of it, that there are so many avenues to finding your way into Jewish life that many people don't know about. So it's just your journey really resonated with the work I'm doing here. And it's pretty amazing. So let's go back to that comment. I love it. Gather DC changed your life. Tell me how that happened. You know, I think that the stage that I discovered Gather in, I was ready to wrestle with really big topics in the world, topics in Judaism. And also, I didn't discover this until I was enmeshed in it, Elizabeth, but like what Judaism can offer for our world today and what I can offer to Judaism. This concept that like I could offer something to this tradition was really, it took me a while to get there, but is maybe one of the greatest takeaways of my life. And I think I learned that through being in relationship with people at Gather, through the experiences that we bring together. You know, it's funny, I'm talking about this like as a community member before I did this work, but now from this perspective is like gather brings together people to have really deep, meaningful and rich conversations about Judaism. It's one of the many things we do, but being in community and relationship with people and the text and the concepts and the ideas really changed for me how I viewed myself as a Jewish person. Amazing. So I feel like you started to kind of go into what the next question would be. And the next topic is really talking about what is the mission of Gather and how they're achieving that mission. We operate from a really specific mission here at Gather, which is to connect Jewish 20s and 30s to each other, engage them in Jewish DMV, and facilitate their development of a meaningful adult Jewish identity wherever they go in life. Okay, wait, I'm going to stop you. You said engage them in Jewish DMV. Mm -hmm. 
What's that? Yes. So Gather DC, of course, started as DC, but DMV stands for DC, Maryland, Virginia. They're really a regional hub. And so that is the the phrasing that we use a lot to describe like who we're talking about in our community. It's not just DC. That's good because like people from all over the country and beyond listen, so they might not know that. Okay. So you're connecting people in their twenties and thirties throughout the kind of tri-city state region. Yeah. So we are connecting people, we're engaging people and we're facilitating. And so we, that work sort of looks like three different streams, Elizabeth. So for starters, Gather DC is a platform. We use our social media, our website, our e-newsletter, which reaches thousands of people a week. We also have a comprehensive community calendar. And through all of these different streams, we're able to make Jewish events, experiences, and information really easily and widely available. We know that one of the barriers to Jewish life is just having information. And so we want to make having information as easy as possible. And in the DMV, there's a lot of Jewish information. We're lucky to live in a region where Jewish life is vibrant and rich and diverse and happening all the time. And so that's incredible and it can be overwhelming. So we just want to synthesize and aggregate and like get you what you need. The second way we do this work is through really leading with relationship-based engagement. So we always believe that putting people first above programs, above participation numbers alone is the key to a future where everyone who seeks a connection to Jewish life can really be valued and seen and heard. We have an incredible team. We call our staff engagers. They are relationships relationship builders and educators. They are innovators and connectors. They all have their own personal Jewish journeys. So it's people are really coming from different places Jewishly, and they are out in our community every day, Elizabeth. They are on the ground meeting people one-on-one. They're listening to people's stories, their journeys. They're asking open and honest questions. And our work is to really weave networks of community to strengthen our Jewish local ecosystem. So that's primarily then from what I understand, through one-on-ones, ongoing one-on-ones, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing like maybe one-on-twos, but like nothing bigger than that in this part of your platform. Yeah. So we do, we meet people one-on-one, right? We want to meet them where they are physically, emotionally, Jewishly. We're in one-on-one conversation with them, right? That's how we can really start to learn who you are, to build trust, to discover what your like hopes and dreams are Jewishly. And then from there, because we know so many people, we're able to make incredible connections. I mean, the joy of like connecting to people and them becoming best friends is truly incredible. And, you know, it doesn't always happen, but we are able, the more we know people, the more connections we make, the more small groups we can bring together. It all sort of like ripples out. And then lastly, you know, that facilitating of meaningful adult Jewish identity. So We really want to help Jewish young adults find a deeper, more meaningful connection to their Jewish identity by enriching their Jewish knowledge and by having deep and impactful Jewish conversations. And so we employ an educational approach that supports that work. Give me an example of what that might look like. Yeah, I can tell you a little bit. Our educational approach is really rooted in something we call RAM, R-A-M, Relevant, Active, and Meaningful. And so an example of this, you know, this comes in the form of learning cohorts, retreats, fellowships, alternative holiday experiences. One of my favorite is every year our rabbi, Rabbi Alana Zeitman, truly an incredible person. She leads a, what we call 
um, high holiday deep dive. So it's a four session cohort brings together people to talk about not high holiday 101, not like what is the high holiday, what's going to happen if you choose to walk into a synagogue, but instead like, what is this holiday? Like, what is it really like deep in its core? What is Judaism asking us to do in this moment? How can we do that in this modern day and age in a way that's relevant to us? There's so much beauty and depth to mine in this beyond just the like ABC of doing something. Right. So it's showing people the possibilities beyond even going to synagogue yeah. or how to make it relevant for your day-to-day life if you don't want to engage in a traditional community. Definitely. Synagogue is amazing and it is great for many people. And like for some people, just like, that's not the space they're going to walk into. And so, you know, for us, an alternative holiday experience might look like, you know, it's not hosted in a Jewish space. It's hosted in a beer garden. It is about journaling, meditation. We've written eulogies before. We've done interpretive tosh leaves before. We've done a lost and found wall where people can like openly share what they're grieving. There's a lot of ways to interpret these Jewish experiences for our own lives personally and for the time that we're in. And yeah, we want Judaism to be relevant to our lives, not just um, something we're reading out of a book from a long time ago. It makes so much sense. And what I'm hearing through this thread is a lot of healing work that's going on. And, you know, we know that we have to do healing work for the present, but also for our generational healing as well. I'm hearing that you're doing some of that work. And I hear this thread in several of the more innovative spaces in Jewish life. And not too long ago, I had a podcast with Yoshi Silverstein with Mitsui Collective. And I feel like he's doing a lot of that healing work, that intergenerational as well. So the reason I bring it up is the more I hear about it, the more I realize that people must be asking for it. It must be relevant because why else are organizations doing it? So I think that's just amazing and powerful. We're making that connection. That in turn is the true meaning of our job here to make the world a better place, right? Yeah. Because once we heal ourselves, that's part of healing the world. I love that. I love that we can find our way to Jewish life through different interpretation. And it's really great. So you have not been a long time with Gathered DC, right? How long? I've been here a little over a year and Gathered DC actually began as a lay-led project, I believe in the snowmageddon of 2010 um, by a group of friends who were really looking for a way to aggregate all the Jewish events going on at the time. And, you know, I previously mentioned like how much there is in DC. So you can imagine, right, this like project of like how do we like get everything together? How can we like see everything that's happening? And so that was really the seed that started Gather. And we went on to professionalize in 2014. At the time, we were fiscally sponsored by GW Hillel, and they served as an incredible incubator and growth period for us. That's when our first director, Rachel Gildner, came on staff. She had previously worked for Hillel International. And then two years later in 2016, we spun off on our own nonprofit entity. So since that time, we've grown from a staff of one to a staff of 10, and we have become the go-to resource. Yeah, like incredible growth. We have become the go-to resource for Jewish 20s and 30s to access Jewish life in the region. And we've had a couple really exciting growth points since that time. So I want to share that like a few years ago, we 
formally launched in Northern Virginia. And so the DMV, like I said, is really more than just DC. It's a regional hub. And Nova has a large young Jewish population, one that has always been really expected to come into DC, which really isn't fair. It works for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. And you know, we have a dedicated team member working in that area, meeting Nova Jewish 20s and 30s and bringing together community there in a way that's really unique to them. So that's been a really exciting moment for us growth wise. And then in the last year and a half, really, we've had really tremendous and exciting opportunities, Elizabeth. So on like the larger scale, we started bringing this method and the work that we do to other organizations across the country, training and supporting others in learning and implementing relationship-based engagement in their communities. So we're a relational platform at the local level, and we're now doing this work at the national ecosystem level too. So that's the work then of Gather Inc., right? It's kind of branched off to this larger. Yeah. So as we've grown, we are like keeping our local work local and we are, we now have a national branch gather Inc doing that national ecosystem work. But at the local level, we're also, we've really received incredible support from the East Bay community out in California. And we're excited there, you know, they are excited about this model and this work. And so we're going to be starting a gather branch in the East Bay this summer. So nationally, and we're expanding at different local ecosystem levels too. So yeah, that evolution is just continuing on. Really exciting. So kind of where is East Bay? The East Bay is um, in Northern California. It's like the Bay Area. So East Bay, San Francisco area. Yeah, so that's just good for my listeners to know because you know you never know who's there and will listen and say, oh, I want to get, yeah. get information about this. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. We're excited. And, you know, I just want to bring it back to like, we started as a grassroots project. And so, right, always working at the grassroots, like local ecosystem level, and then how can we support other communities do this work? Um, It's just, it's a really, really beautiful ripple effect. Yes, it's amazing that like just you now you're getting to both ends of the country. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, coast to coast. (laughs) And so we mentioned a little bit about Gather Inc., which is actually now its own organization as well. Yes. And I'd like to know if there are other organizations that you know about that maybe you collaborate with or that you're just excited about and you want to say, hey, or like people should check out this organization, whatever you're feeling in your heart or whatever you gets you lit up. The DMV area has so many incredible, incredible Jewish organizations. Um, and we need all of them in our region. They all serve really beautiful purposes. I know you keep like an incredible, like your website has many organizations on it. So does ours, but I do want to share that like at gather, we really promote like taking your Judaism outside of the four walls of an institution, really like taking it into your own hands, you know, gather started as a peer led grassroots movement. And peer-led grassroots Judaism is a really rewarding experience. I see its impact on others every day. And here in the DMV, we have lots of examples of this. Everything from, you know, Jews who bike together to people who come together for Havdalah in the park. There are Jewish philosophy groups or groups that discuss deep and meaningful questions. So I really encourage us to look outside of our organizations and institutions when we can. We all have the power to create the Judaism and the Jewish lives that we want to see in this world. I love that you said that. That's beautiful and amazing and true that you don't have to find your Judaism in an organization. Whatever your heart speaks to, you can find it there. And I love that. And that's so much about what I'm about. 
And sometimes you find an organization that gets you there and then you find it just, just so many different paths. And I, I love that you said that. Yeah. And I will say like to that note of like, there are so many different paths. It's like our paths as humans change over time. So right. Like one place or space that you might be in now might not be the place for you in a few years. And so you have the power to choose your own pathway in Judaism. And that can come in many forms, whether that's an organization, an institution, whether that changes over time or whether that is just you and a group of friends, which is incredible too. Right. It's just about setting an intention of what looks right for you. I think that's the word. Feels right for you. What is your intention? What do you need with your Judaism? And maybe it's not Judaism and that's okay too. This is a platform about Judaism, but this isn't to say that you're not any more or less if that's not what you choose. That's fine too. Right? Like one thing we might help people discover is that Judaism isn't for them. And that's that's okay too. Like that is part of your life journey. Right. So Alexandra, for me, you know, we're talking about like what makes us feel Jewish and what's Jewish for us. And for me personally, even though I run a Jewish organization, the most Jewish thing I do every day has nothing to do with an organization. The most Jewish thing I do every day is wake up and either state or think about or journal my gratitudes. And of course, my gratitude practice came many years after getting out of Sunday school and being done with camp and learning that we wake up and say, Modani, the gratitude prayer. It came out of my life experience, knowing that that made my life better. But then I circled back and reconnected it. Well, that is a Jewish thing. So the most Jewish thing I do every day is show my gratitude. I'd love to know what you're grateful for today, Alexandra. Yeah, Elizabeth, I just, I resonate with like, with that so much. I think living a life of gratitude and compassion are tied up in one. I'll share with you, like one of my morning rituals is the Elohai Neshama. So starting every day with just like eternal gratitude for that divine life energy that is like flowing through me. Today, I am like very grateful for the sunshine outside. I work with amazing people. So I'm really grateful to each of them for the energy and the joy, the passion and the perspective that they bring to this work. And also to the people in our community who trust us, who share their stories with us. We couldn't do this work without them. We're really in partnership with the community. And so I'm I'm very grateful them. And as corny as it sounds to gather DC, I wouldn't be the Jewish person I am today without this organization. And I think that makes this work even more rewarding and humbling. That's what makes you the right managing director, because it is the work that's your passion from your heart. And I can see, I can feel that just listening to you. And I know the audience isn't seeing you, but I could just see it in your face that this is really what you're meant to be doing. So amazing. And I wish you the best of luck. Only had one year in, but I I wish you many years of great success moving this forward because I, I just love the mission and what you're doing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your journey with me and being vulnerable. I'm excited to have everyone listen and know more about Gather DC. So again, thanks. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast and Bridges 613 will succeed if its social media reach is wide. Please partner with us to promote this important work. You can follow us on Facebook at Bridges 613 and visit our website at www.bridges613.org. There, you can read blogs, listen to past podcasts, and subscribe to our newsletter. 
Please share the podcast and our social media links with your community and enable others to benefit and learn about the groundbreaking innovation taking place in our beloved Jewish community. Your support is greatly appreciated.